All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. We got uh, Ryan Hollins, always breaking down the NBA for ESPN, uh, spending some time on the show. Ryan, thanks for coming on. Oh, man, no problem, brother. You know it. What's uh, what's going on over there? I'm, I'm trying to, uh, what are we, under a month now from uh, from training camp starting and preseason. You pretty excited about the upcoming season? Um, it is it is killing me right now. I cannot <laughs> wait until the season gets. Like, am I the only one going crazy? I mean, really, dude, LeBron is in L.A. I, I, I got excited over LeBron with a practice jersey on. No, it's uh, look, and you're not the only one. I, I think you know, especially doing the show, and obviously you've been on doing a lot of these shows lately. I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. You being a, a former, obviously NBA player, and probably still got a lot of relationships with a lot of different athletes out there. What what is the current perception of the Lakers franchise right now amongst the NBA circles? The thing is pretty much just yet to be told. Hmm. You know, I, I, obviously LeBron making a move uh, excites everybody, and you want to jump to conclusions, but you still got Golden State looming, and, it, and it's almost like I understand the frustration because it puts a cloud over the rest of the NBA, where you don't feel like any other team has a realistic shot of beating them in a championship. And, you know, last year was just an interesting year for Golden State. And I say that from a player's perspective because I've always been taught that, and I've always seen when you win the championship, Alan, mm-hmm. you, you had a great training camp, you know, your guys are peaking at the right time, everything as well. And the Warriors didn't turn it on literally until day one of the playoffs. And kind of, I don't want to say cruised into the playoffs and, and won. They got a little bit of a scare from Houston, but mm-hmm. cruised in and won pretty much. And that's really, really unheard of. So, I get the frustration from the rest of the league, um, but I'm still intrigued what LeBron can do. And I think if peace with another uh, player, I don't know if it's Kawhi, uh, I believe there's a strong chance it could be KD uh, coming over to L.A. or, or another star, um, the Lakers are going to be are right back. I mean, I don't want to say going to be right back, are right back in contention. That's very realistic. And I think, Ryan, I think that's part of the question, too. It's two years ago, the perception of the Lakers was nobody wants to play there. Where's their identity? What are they trying to do? Do you feel like where they are today is not only impressive what the front office has done to this point, but do you feel like that tide, you know, that that momentum is going in the Lakers' direction to where some teams around the NBA and some individual players, potential free agents, they're looking at the Lakers a lot differently than they were a couple years ago? No, it's funny. I just talked to Jenny Buss today. It was just, just, I was just very complimentary of, mm. you know, everything that they have done. And they really changed the image of the Lakers. And I think part of that was, you know, the writing was along. Players are, are, aren't silly. And you end up, you know, in situations, you see Lord Dang just got about, about out. You got to overpay some guys. And, you know, with Kobe with the farewell tour, it was, it was, it was a tough deal to sell LA. You know, now young Kobe, Guys are taking less. Guys are clamoring mm-hmm. uh, to play here in L.A. You know, and that that wasn't the same story. Um, you know, the older he got in age, and I think just you had to give uh, Kobe his respect. You had to let that time pass. Um, I don't care if you give this guy Max Dill until he's fifty years old. He's being blind. You know, he's done more than enough work to deserve it. But now, um, L.A. still is and has always been and will be an attractive place and market. And you're you're really going to see that. You know. JaVale McGee probably had other offers on the table. Lance Stevenson probably had some offers. Mm-hmm. You know, Rondo taking $9 million, um, you know, I, I assume after the year he had on the impact, those guys are going to take less 
to come over. And I and I get it; those aren't the names that you're you're necessarily losing your mind over. But you you will see more of that and to an even higher level just because L.A. the Lakers is such a prestige. Dude, I mean the best play, dude, Alan, the best player in the room. Oh, yeah. came over to play for the Lakers, man. That is not normal. Ryan, are, are you surprised when, when Magic and Palenka took over, and obviously nobody really knew expectation-wise what they could accomplish in the league, just because the first time Magic's been president of basketball operations, the first time Palenka had been general manager, you surprised with the amount of success they've had in about this year and a half or so? Well, yes and no. Yes and no. And I, and I say um, yes because, dude, it's a lot harder of a job to do than you think. You know, all of us just sit back and watch. Oh, man, just just, just pick up this guy and that guy. No, you got, they got to fit in the salary cap. you got to have an overall core plan moving forward. And sometimes, you know, the, the early bird doesn't get the worm, you know, when it comes to free agency. you got to be patient. And I thought the Lakers had done a better job of just being patient uh, in, in free agency and and I did kind of expect, you know, on the other side, um, it is Magic Johnson. He doesn't expect less. And you're seeing some guys getting head coaching positions uh, in a lot of different areas of the NBA. Becky Hammond getting the chance at being mm-hmm. a head coach or getting an interview. You're seeing an unorthodox style of head coach and, you know, and things that you didn't see before. It's almost like, you know, before, why can't Magic be? A GM. Why can't it? We can't have a female coach or a younger player. Earl Watson went went from a guy we were playing against a couple of years ago. Luke is the head coach of Lakers, you know. So that's just kind of the the temperature of the NBA. You're you're seeing a lot of really cool things, and not to demean the jobs that uh you know those have done before us or beforehand, but um it is really cool to see people take over, uh, guys like they take over and have some success and. You know, I think Magic has really stepped in with a patient mindset. He's been around the organization for so long uh, to be able to step in and do, you know, kind of have the impact that he's had in such a short amount of time. Ryan Hollins on Lakers Talk. You know, Ryan, it, a couple different times we've had some conversations, and one thing that stood out to me, and uh, I'm not sure how much you've um, kind of explained this over air when you do some different on-air opportunities. You spent some time, and you obviously played with Rajon Rondo. For those how would you best describe what the Lakers are going to get from Rajon Rondo? And it doesn't have to be X's and O's. It doesn't have to be what he does on the court. What What are some things when you spent time with Rajon that you think will be a great quality that he brings to the table? Well, first off, we, we, since we're not going to talk basketball, I don't care what field you're in. When your word means your word, mm-hmm. you've got a guy that's committed to winning. you got a guy who understands it, a true leader, I played with guys, and I won't name names, Alan, mm-hmm. that aren't true leaders. And I'm talking about doing the little things. Good-hearted, take care of you, but they have a perception of being the leader. Rondo is all that in a bag of chips. you got a guy that's going to speak behind his words. And even if you don't like the message, the message isn't as popular, but it's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. Rondo's going to do it. And it's funny, they're making this deal out of you know him starting or Lonzo starting. He wants to mentor Lonzo. He wants to teach Lonzo. I've also played with stars who aren't willing to teach a younger guy, aren't willing to share some of the secrets. John Rondo, as soon as I joined the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. and nobody's going to take this into account other than Ryan Hollins, he made it a point for me to get the basketball. He made it a point for me to play well. He made it a point to give me expectations of a guy who you can say wasn't going to play a lot of minutes or wasn't really leaned upon, but he saw the importance of every single member of the team being locked in and ready to play well. By far one of my funnest, funnest 
and and, and best teammates that I, I, I will ever play, that I'll ever remember. Uh, he, he's just one of those guys. He's not a superficial guy and ironically a superficial place like L.A. you'd mm-hmm. want to say, but those are the things that you need to win moving forward. And, Ron, man, Rondo's just I, – I, I, I literally cannot say enough about this guy. And everybody's not going to appreciate it, but you know what you'll appreciate is those wins, Allen. You know, Ryan, is, is that – would you say that that's the perception of Rajon Rondo in the league and that's probably the perception that when Magic and Palenka and Coach Luke Walton and Jeannie Buss, they were looking at different players to surround around LeBron James – that's probably one of the things that stand out that, I mean, look, when you and I can talk about what he did against or for the Pelicans last year or some of his other playoff runs that he had, but is it kind of those intangibles and, and being able to be, like you mentioned, a mentor for Alonzo that you think put him in this position to play for the Lakers? Absolutely. He, he took over the Pelicans in a good way. Uh, what he did last year was give Anthony Davis an attitude. Yeah, He gave Drew Holiday an attitude. And there's just things that, that they don't show up on the scouting report. They don't show up on paper of a guy being ready to play, a guy knowing. You saw you saw Draymond Green talking about LeBron James when he let everybody know he was mm-hmm. the baddest man on the planet. He went out and played like it. If that's something that Rondo did for Anthony Davis and Drew and they played career basketball, everybody was shaking their head, go, whoa, 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 <laughs> this is Drew Holiday. Right. Gosh. And I expect that same image. I mean, we, I mean, Allen. We had this us against the world type of mentality, brother, and there's just there's nothing like it. It was something special we had in that Boston locker room, and I know you Laker fans are going to cringe there, but it's well, well needed and deserved. When you step on the court, you know you're the baddest man on the planet, man, and then you got another guy who can show you that. And I, and I mean, Lance Stevenson, he's one of those guys too, man. I remember before the games, Lance would pull me by the side on the collar sometimes and just say, hey, big fella. I need you to play tonight. You're the baddest man on the planet. Go out and play like it. Block every shot. Dunk every basketball. Scream in their face. He's the man I love when you get excited for the game of basketball. Those are the type of teammates you're going to have. Those are what those young guys need. Sometimes it's not, oh, Kuzma, keep your elbow in on your jump shot. Or, or Lonzo, keep the ball tighter on your dribble. No, nah, man. There's just the feel of the game that you mm. give back, and that's how you win. And there's nothing special or sexy about it, but that's what you're going to see from Laker basketball this year. Ryan, that, that's you know this is kind of the main reason I, I love getting a perspective like yourself because you know you obviously went through the NBA grind, you played with a lot of these players, and there's things that we'll just never be able to see um, if if you never had the experience like someone like you. So to even break down like Rajon Rondo like that, that was one of the things I'm like I got to ask you about Rajon because you mentioned <laughs> to me a couple times off the air, and I think it's it's good for you to give that perspective to Laker fans. Dude, I, I mean, we did the top 100 coaching clinic and it was crazy. We were on this little crop duster of a plane. And me and Rajon sat together and just, like, talked basketball the entire trip. And it's funny, you know, he told me that if if LeBron comes to L.A., he's coming. And he told me long ago, and I didn't really say anything about it to anybody, but I'm like, man, this little sucker just made good <laughs> on his word. Like, he's got this plan in place already. Alan, so let me give let me give it to you like this. At the top one hundred coaching clinic, mm-hmm. we're supposed to learn how to be coaches, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got to put together scouting reports and plans and and all this head coach stuff. I swear, Rondo walks in just chewing bubblegum as lackadaisical <laughs> as can be. And if he didn't sound like like Pat Riley, like Phil Jackson, and just I mean, spitting out plays, wow. putting guys in the right places, you know, cool, calm. I mean. It was like, dude, how long have you been doing this? Like, mm. 
it, Alan, like, it was unreal. Hey, you over here, you over here, you do this, this, and I'm like, like, dude, I got chills. I'm like, man, this dude, you know, it, it, no shot to Luke Walton, but, like, he, I mean, he could be ready to coach right now, man. Mm-hmm. He's got that type of mindset, you know, like, oh, Alan, I, I swear it was breathtaking. If you could have seen this guy during the coaching clinic, we're not talking about the type of player that he is. He, he, he just, he's on another level, man. Uh, look, I'm, look, look! I've always been a, a fan of his game, just in general, watching from afar. But to listen to you tell some of these stories, uh, you know, certainly makes me excited to see Rajon Rondo this year. Uh, I want to stick real quick on. Um, I'll just kind of transition here to Lonzo Ball. What's your hope for Lonzo this season? What What is it that you'd like to see him uh, coming into this year? Now there's all of a sudden a lot more talent on this Lakers team. And last year, there's certainly some areas that he needs to improve on. But I, I think, you know, to see him average 10, 7, and 7 and do a little bit of everything on both sides of the ball, I thought was impressive uh, as well. What what kind of highlights to you um, what you want to see this upcoming year from him? Listen, there's one thing I want to see. It's not a number. It's not a stat. Uh, it's not a, a, a form on his jump shot. I want to see stress gone. I want to see him relaxed. I want to see him going as a young kid who loves the game of basketball and just go play and be free. I want to see him laughing and smiling after throwing LeBron alive on the break and going through the legs of Brandon Ingram and Ingram on the trail dunk and just smiling and enjoying the game of basketball. That's what got Lonzo and everybody so excited about his game, getting up and down. I want to see that knee healthy. I want to see him flying through the air dunking. I want to see the guy that we remind us reminded us so much of Jason Kidd. When I see Lonzo this year, I want to enjoy we talk about Showtime basketball being back. I want to see Lonzo behind that. Then I want to say, hey, man, you worry about being Lonzo Ball, about being the young energy guy, because guess what? Rajon Rondo can't do what what Lonzo can do. Those are two different type of players. Yes, very cerebral. Yes, both at this point in their careers, non-shooters. But I want to see him compliment Rondo. I want to see those young players. Hey, man, y'all push the ball and run when you're in. You know, change the dynamic of the game. I want to see, I just want to be excited for basketball, man. The kid has so much on his shoulders, man. And he never let you know it. He never complained about it. But I've been there before, and I know what it's like. you got to remember a love for the game. And sometimes in the pros, it's the hardest thing to find, man. Because this ain't like college. This ain't high school. This ain't big baller brand. This is real grown men playing basketball. Ryan, great stuff, man. I mean, to to get you, again to get your perspective, and I could just hear the excitement in your voice. Uh, you're ready for NBA basketball. It sounds like you're ready to see the Lakers as well. Oh man, I, I, I'm, I listen, man. I'm I'm counting the days. <laughs> I, I, I I haven't been this excited since I was a rookie, man. I feel like I'm a rookie again, man. I'm on the other side of things. <laughs> well, look, man. I, I appreciate you taking some time and hopping on the show. My brother, anytime. You know it.